The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Destination Love. I am so happy to have everyone listening in today. Um, We have got a great show planned today, and we are going to be talking about everybody's favorite subject, sex. Woohoo! I don't know. It's one of my favorite subjects to talk about. Um, So I want to give us as much time as possible today because we have somebody very knowledgeable in this area, and you will adore her in the way that I do. Um, We've got Dr. Valeria Chuba on the show with us. She is a board-certified clinical sexologist and a certified sex expert and coach. And through personal coaching and online programs, she helps women, men, and couples reclaim pleasure, connection, and fulfillment in their sexual relationships. Her approach is very sex-positive, inclusive, and focused on empowerment and confidence building. In addition to coaching and teaching, Dr. Valeria is also the official guide to sexuality for selfgrowth.com and the host of the popular Get Sex Smart podcast, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So we have you here today, Valeria, to show all of share all of your infinite wisdom about sex and welcome. I'm so happy <laughs> to have you. Thank you so much, Shelley. I'm thrilled to be here, and um, I, I'm happy to share my wisdom as well. And the great thing about sex is um, that it just, it's a never-ending opportunity for learning. So I am super excited to share that with you today. Yeah, same here. And I just, you know, the reason I wanted you to come on um, the show is because you do have such a positive um kind of framework for helping people understand sex and building their confidence and reducing shame. And I thought maybe we could just talk, like start the conversation off around that. Like how can we um, reduce the struggle that we have around sex and intimacy and all the shame and, you know, just the confusion and questions that come up around our sexuality. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think um, I would suggest if you're looking for sort of like a step-by-step plan, the first step always should be coming from the starting from this place of compassion and understanding and acknowledging your own struggle and giving yourself a break about that. Because especially we women, we tend to judge judge ourselves so harshly. And so what's really important to understand here is that um, you're starting out in a place of disempowerment around sexuality. A lot of us get very negative messages about our bodies, about our gender, about our role as women, about um, what sex is. You know, we have this kind of a famous joke in the sexological community. We say, sex is dirty and shameful. 
save it for someone you love. And, that, <laughs> and that's sort of this messaging that we grow up with. And these are just some of the examples of the things that um, make, it, make it so difficult for us to truly come into our own sexual power as women. So before you start thinking of changing anything, um, acknowledging this and saying, it's okay, this is where I am right now, and I'm going to take steps to heal that. But it's okay to be where I am because it's not surprising considering, you know, all the stuff that we hear about sex from society and growing up. Yeah, I mean, we get taught from a very early age, and especially as women, but men do too, Mm -hmm. um, to be so ashamed of our bodies. And, um, you know, there's not a lot, you know, some people have the, the good fortune to have parents who are open and talk to them about sex, which gives them a good foundation, I think, for, you know, setting the stage for the later years. Um, But most of us don't get that openness. And we also get those messages from society that is shameful. So I'm glad that you're talking about this. Absolutely. Well, it's really kind of difficult to improve your sex life if at the very core in your heart, you believe that sex is wrong, that Mm -hmm. what you want, that what you desire, that who you are as a woman is wrong. If that is what you believe, then any kind of positive change is going to be very difficult to achieve. So this is why it's such an important place to start, is to simply give yourself permission to explore your sexuality without self-judgment. And honestly, oftentimes, this is one of the hardest things for people to do, which is why my clients, um, you know, come to me for that. And seeing their faces when they hear that for the first time, you know, the relief of them when they experience that permission, it's really powerful. Yeah, I bet. So can you give us some tips on just how to help change that mindset if we Mm -hmm. really have those beliefs of shamefulness or, you know, just, I don't know, it just feels like people get so disconnected from it too. So what can we do to work on that? Absolutely. One one thing you could do, apart from what I've already mentioned, um, because again, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, be great and I'm going to just be okay with sex now. <laughs> it's one thing to say that right. and it's another thing to believe that. And so what needs to happen is you need to start actually experiencing your sexuality in a more positive way. And one thing you can do is to simply get curious. And I'll tell you that curiosity, and this probably sounds like, what is she talking about? But curiosity is one of the absolutely core parts of truly enjoying sex and having a great sex life. Because when you are curious and you're open-minded, you're in that exploration mode, you are just there to experience things as they come. And that's the right attitude for having great sex. So start getting curious about yourself about your body, about your sexual anatomy. Um, Check all of your assumptions. Question everything. A good thing to do is just to forget everything that you've heard about sex unless you got really good quality, sex-positive, comprehensive sex education. Just forget everything and just say, you know what? I'm going to question everything and I'm just going to learn. I'm going to discover. And, you know, you can discover anything from actual Um, data and actual research and just simple information about, like I said, your anatomy, about what gives you pleasure, about what your body needs to experience pleasure. Um, You know, just getting curious. For example, a very simple question. How many women listening right now have seen their vulvas? 
right? How many women have mm-hmm. actually taken a mirror to their genitals and had that um, experience of looking without judgment at themselves and admiring their own anatomy? And I have to say that very few people, um, very few women ever do. Right. But how can you connect to something? If, if you've never even seen it properly, how can you love something when you have never fully experienced it properly? So this is where becoming curious about all these different aspects of your sexuality is so important. I love that. That's such a great way to look at it. Um, and what comes up for me as you're talking about that, like, I feel like it's there's almost two layers to that in my mind. Like there's curiosity on the individual level, like just mm-hmm. with with myself and in learning about my body and learning, you know, my own ideas of, of sexuality, but then taking that curiosity into a sexual relationship with a partner where you add that extra intimacy and vulnerability um, feels like, a, like that's where people like that's the next level of struggle for people. Absolutely. So how do you stay curious when you're in that state of vulnerability with somebody? So I think that one thing that's kind of important to acknowledge and become aware of is the overall mindset we have about sex in our society. And that is a mindset of performance. If you talk about sex, just let's, for example, look at how we talk about sex and the language that we use around sex. You know, it's always getting an orgasm, achieving, reaching an orgasm, you know, getting to first base, to second base. It's very, it's almost sports oriented. It's competitive. Can you just feel the pressure of that language alone descending on your shoulders? It's not easy. So when you think about it that way, Sex becomes a competition. And as I like to say, in a competition, there's always a winner and a loser. And so instead of thinking of sex as a competition, instead of worrying about standards that you are or not achieving, um, it's important to start thinking about sex as a way to share pleasure. And once you simply approach it that way, so much of that pressure gets removed And you simply think of sex as a way for us to connect, as a way for me offer you pleasure and for you to offer pleasure back to me without expectations or without, well, you should be doing it this way or, you know, this is the right way and this is the wrong way. But simply enjoying that experience. This is a really important mindset to adopt if you really want to connect to another person properly um, to truly uh, ensure that intimate connection when you can then have the safe space the safe space to expand right to explore Mm -hmm. to say it's all about honestly it's all about creating that safe space of sharing pleasure and saying we're just here today to learn about each other to experience each other to explore each other I love that that's a a great uh, way to look at it instead of you know what am I going to get out of this? It's how am I going to give you pleasure? That's such a different way to look at it. Yeah. You simply think, what am I feeling now? And how can I make myself feel better? How can I make you feel better? Instead of, wait, is this the right way? Or is this the right standard? Because guess what? When it comes to standards, if there's a standard that you're trying to live up to, this is not a standard that you created. This is not derived from within yourself. It's not derived from what you need. It's derived arbitrarily and it's created by somebody else. 
But where is your energy best spent? Is it best spent on trying to achieve something that is not achievable? Or is it best spent on focusing on the here and now, on your own body, on your own pleasure, and on your partner's pleasure as well? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Very, very good. So, um, what, so going like a little bit more into that idea of what gives you pleasure, like, I feel like for women, especially, um, women, you know, we, we do disconnect from what gives us pleasure and can sometimes get more focused on the guy or, uh, or our partner. And if it's not a guy, you know, just, um, or, you know, women not having orgasms or allowing themselves to just fully enjoy the experience. So can do you can you speak to that? Like, how can you give somebody pleasure, but then also allow yourself to receive pleasure as well? Absolutely. Well, I think one thing that's also very important is to recognize that while our partners are there to, as I like to call it, facilitate our pleasure, There are pleasure facilitators. Um, Ultimately, orgasm, for example, is created within yourself. It's not something that can can be given to you, and it's not something that can be taken away from you. It is yours. And so this sense of ownership of our own bodies, this sense of body autonomy, the sense of this is mine, it's my experience, I own it. I'm in charge of it. That's what's so sorely missing for a lot of women. A lot of women are sort of spending their time hoping and praying that their partners will will get the hint and, you know, fulfill Mm -hmm. their needs somehow. But you must be able to know what those things are for yourself before doing anything else. And this is where what you were talking about, you know, how do we experience pleasure? The first thing you do, apart from the things that I've already mentioned, is to say, this is my body. And ultimately, I am the boss here. I am in charge. I need to take the responsibility of finding out what makes me tick sexually. What gives me pleasure as a woman? What arouses me? What doesn't arouse me? You know, what's hampering my arousal? And so these are some of the questions that you need to explore for yourself. Um, And this is really the first step. And part of this, finding pleasure and being okay with pleasure, it's sort of like, honestly, it's sort of like having a muscle. The more pleasure you experience, the easier it becomes. And this is where I think self-pleasure masturbation for women is so incredibly important. I always tell my clients that uh, you will always have a sexual partner. And they say, well, what do you mean? I say, well, you, you are your own (laughs) sexual partner and you're going to be there for the rest of your life, literally. (laughs) You are the one committed relationship that you will have for the rest of your life. So, yeah, of course, you know this better than most. And so... The relationship that you create with yourself is the foundation for the relationship that you have with other people. And it's the same thing for sex. So if you pleasure yourself, if you know what gives you pleasure, then that's going to make it so much easier to communicate to your partners, which is where a lot of women have trouble. Um, A lot of women, for example, are able to orgasm on their own but have a very hard time orgasming with a partner. So what are the things that are, what are the breakdowns in communication? What's not translating, right? But the more you know about yourself, 
the easier it becomes to transfer those skills and that knowledge into your relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the people like, I mean, what I hear the most is women being afraid to ask for what they need. And just, I mean, it is that communication. So I get like, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what you, what feels good in your body is kind of that first step. But what would you say to a woman who is really, um, who really struggles with asking for what they, what they need in sex? Absolutely. Well, the first thing that, and again, this is just, you have to believe this and maybe it's, it sounds weird and it sounds new, but just try, just try and open your mind to the possibility that you as a woman have a right to sexual pleasure, mm-hmm. that you as a woman are not a second rate citizen when it comes to sex. Your pleasure is not optional. Now, orgasms may not always happen, and that is okay. But the sort of the uh, baseline, right, the baseline should be you will experience pleasure, right, in any form that you feel is right for you. And so once you start believing this, this is really the first step. Because once you feel, okay, I have a right, I'm entitled, you ladies are entitled, this is not a question mark, you are entitled to sexual pleasure. So once you know that you're entitled to sexual pleasure, then the next step is to know, because you cannot communicate what you don't know, right? And this is what happens to a lot of women. Men ask them, so what, what do you want? And she says, well, I don't know. Right. Because they're sort of caught off guard. They're like, I don't know. And then, of course, what if I say something and he judges me? What if I say something? He slut shames me. What I say something and it hurts his feelings and it becomes very, very complicated. But first of all, knowing that you have a right and it's perfectly okay to ask what you need. In fact, a lot of men, most men really appreciate it. Because men need to know that they're winning. They need to know that they're Mm -hmm. good at sex, right? And a lot of men that I talk to, because I I work with men as well as women, they're very frustrated that women are not vocalizing their needs more. They're not expressing their needs more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great to know. This is such helpful information. Um, We are going to take a quick commercial break. We will be back in a few. You're listening to Destination Love. And don't forget that if you want to go to my website and learn more about how to work with me, you can go to thelovestrategist.com. We'll be back in a few. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello, welcome back. We are here talking to Dr. Valeria Chuba about sex today. Woohoo! <laughs> and I, you know, before we stopped uh, with the commercial break, we started to talk about communication and how um, people can do better at asking for their needs to be met and just to have more openness when you're having sex or. Um, just in those intimate moments with a partner. So, Valeria, could you share some more tips with us, our thoughts on how we can communicate more effectively around sex? Yes, absolutely. So, again, it's one of those things where it's so important to remember that good sexual communication relies upon generally having good communication in your relationship. And I'm focusing right now a bit more on, on relationships because that's sort of the um, you know, that's what the, the, your show is about, um, because there's somewhat different rules for, for example, when you're starting to date, um, at, in, you know, the beginning. But the best thing, whether you're just starting out or you're already in a relationship, is to um, make an effort to create good, positive, um, sex-positive communication in your relationship and just talk about these things openly. And this is what's going to make it so much easier than to negotiate um, negotiate sex moving forward because when it comes to sex, things happen all the time that can disrupt your sex life, right? You have kids and that has a huge impact. You have stress at work that has a huge impact, you know, so many things. So having that baseline of good communication is very, very important. And then some of the things that I would just like to share, for example, one is, again, is this kind of um, feeling that we are in this together. A lot of the stuff that we hear about relationships these days, um, it's that Mars versus Venus thing, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, men are here and women, and I'm just talking heterosexual relationships right now. Mm -hmm. This applies to all relationships, right? People are pitted against each other. And it's this idea that, well, we'll never understand each other. That's nonsense. It really is. Because the goal is to find things in common. And believe it or not, women and men have a lot more in common sexually than you would ever imagine. So starting from that place of, look, you know, we're both in this together. Both you and I are carrying a lot of baggage that that has to do with sex and relationships. Because guess what, guys? Nobody ever teaches us this stuff. Right, right Shelly? You know this. Right. Nobody teaches us why we're doing what we're doing. We're not taught how to have great relationships, how to have intimacy, how to have great sex most of the time. So if you just acknowledge your own um, humanity, right, and you just say, look, we're both confused, but that's okay. We're going to figure it out together. And this is a good starting point. Another really good tip I have is to not assume things. Do not assume things about our partners. This is what we do so much. We assume that our partner will react a certain way or we assume that something will happen, right? Or that they will get offended or whatever it is. Right. But assumption is the enemy of curiosity. 
And what I said at the beginning of the show. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Right? I said at the beginning of the show, curiosity is going to be one of the best sex skills you can ever develop. So instead of saying, well, I can't possibly say this to my wife, she'll she'll say I'm a pervert or something, or, well, I can't say that to him, God forbid I say something to him, but it'll hurt his feelings. Um, all these assumptions, they really prevent healthy communication. So instead of assuming, it's a good idea to just ask, just open yourself right. to the possibility, right? So that's that's another thing. Um, I also would really recommend that you try and, as much as possible, let go of that judgment. And, of course, the first step is to stop judging yourself, which is what I touched on earlier, and judging your partner. And letting go, this is so important, letting go of this idea of what is, quote-unquote, normal. Guys, normal does not exist in sex. Sexuality, human sexuality, is a rich, enormous spectrum And people flow in their sexuality throughout their lifetimes. They develop, they grow. Your sexuality is a vital part of you. It's not something that you put on like a hat, you know, at 9 p.m. twice a week, because that's what you're supposed to do. Your sexuality is a core part of who you are as a person, as a woman, as a man. So you need to really embrace that idea. And so once you do that, then you say, okay, Um, I'm going to give my partner space to be who he or she is in their sexuality. And I'm going to be okay with their fantasies, with their needs, um, obviously within the boundaries that we each have. But I'm going to give them permission to be who they are, and I'm going to get the same thing back. The, The thing that people are terrified, one of the things that people are terrified most of all when it comes to talking about sex with their partners is the fear of being judged and the fear of being rejected. Right, so right. imagine the power, the freedom of knowing that whatever you bring to your partner, they're not going to reject you for it. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that they will say, sure, let's do this. They may say, you know what, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to think about this for a little bit, right? right? But this is dramatically different from saying what is wrong with you, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. That's so helpful. One of the things like... So, you know, it feels like some of this is in the context of a relationship. And so, of course, there's lots of different stages of relationship. Mm -hmm. So, and I have a mix of people who listen to the show and many of them are in relationships. And then there's many people who are single and dating and having sex with people who there maybe isn't a really intimate relationship with, or they're just starting that out. So what... um, I mean, I get that there's still these basics, like be curious, don't make assumptions. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But could we maybe talk a little bit about how to help single, well, single or newly dating people Mm -hmm. um, navigate some of the communication things that come up with a new partner? Absolutely. In fact, I'm, I'm thrilled to talk about this because there's so much potential. There's so much promise in a new relationship, right? And what I said earlier, you know, try to start on as positive a note as you can. And so this is one of those things where it's easier to start on the right, you know, on the right Right, foot, to start talking the right way, to set expectations right away, to set boundaries right away. So I will, I would love to talk about this. Um, I think that um, one thing that it makes it kind of complicated in the beginning 
is that there is such thing as hormones. And then when we feel <laughs> super attracted to someone and we're, and this is why people a year later or two years later, like what happened? We were going at it every day and then something happened and we stopped. So we, we get a boost from those hormones that kind mm-hmm. of cloud our judgment a little bit. And what happens is it becomes very easy to ignore things that you would prefer to ignore because you like this person and you want to be with them. Some things are kind of easier to let go uh, because you're so filled with excitement and, you know, this wonderful possibility of this new relationship. And this is what happens. And also one thing that one really big myth that people believe, and this is where we get so let down by our false beliefs because we're told that as long as you love each other, you will have good sex. And this is a huge myth that is a lot of people all over the world. The truth is that you can absolutely love your partner. You could be committed. You could be, uh, you know, hoping to spend the rest of your life with that person, but you may not have that passion and that desire anymore. And so what's important is to, when you're starting a new relationship, and you are noticing things that hmm, maybe we're not as compatible or maybe there's something that he or she is doing and I'm, I'm just going to keep it to myself because I don't want to hurt his or her feelings. So because, you know, we love each other and it's going to work itself out. Guys, this is the truth. Sex will never work itself out. Sex is something that you nurture. Your sexuality, your sexual relationship is something that requires your awareness, it requires your um, your commitment, absolutely, but it also requires you to nurture it and to keep an eye on it, right? It's not right. work. It's not hard work, not at all. It's pleasure, yeah. but it's mindful pleasure. Right. And hoping that it'll work itself out, unfortunately, yeah. will get you started on the wrong foot. So agree. Um, yeah. And then, of course, um, this is also where it's so super important, and my clients who don't currently have relationships, I always tell them, this is the perfect time for you while you're single to find out who you are as a woman, to find out not just what gives you pleasure, not just what makes you feel good, but also what are your boundaries? What is your yes? What is your no? What are the lines that you draw? How do you like to be treated You know, what do you need in a partner? What's important to you? Do you need a partner who is sensual and who is open to to that kind of pleasure? Is it, for example, important for you that your partner share the same sexual fantasies that you have? Uh, You know, things like that. I mean, there are many, many factors. But again, knowing what you want and being firm and saying, look, this is important to me. And then saying, you know, this is a no for me and this is a yes Mm -hmm. for me. I think that helps, especially women. God, I can't agree with you more. And I'm, I'm just thinking like the therapist in me who, who has, you know, I do, I have done a lot of couples therapy and, you know, couples come to me when they're in crisis and they've Mm -hmm. gotten to that part in their relationship where, you know, they don't, they, they stop having sex or it's so infrequent and they're both miserable about it, but they don't, it, it's such a challenge mm-hmm. for them to start doing something different sexually once the, the patterns have been established. And yes. that's why like what you're saying, like start off the way that you want it to turn out, like set these 
boundaries, set these, expe- well, I don't want to say expectations, but talk about it from the get-go, like set the stage for what your sex life, like what you want it to look like in the beginning. And I Absolutely. know that that can take courage um, to put yourself out there, but, but that's no different from anything I don't already teach people, you know, in this show and in my, in the work that I do that be yourself. And it it doesn't mean be yourself in every way except for sex with your sex life. Be yourself in every single way. Your sexuality is just as much a part of your personality as anything else. And and if we can get rid of the shame and all the crappy beliefs that we have around it, it's so much easier to, to fall into a relationship or nurture that relationship in that way. Because, God, it's so important. Sex, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, it's what you just said. It speaks to that idea that you should be taking charge of your sex life, of your intimate relationship. You should be an active participant. You should be proactive instead of being reactive. Because, like you said, it can be very challenging and very difficult. And there is no shame in asking for help from a professional like ourselves, right. you know, um, to enforce, looking for some guidance. If you need help, ask for it. But it's so important to start things the right way. For example, you know, if you are a woman and you start a new relationship with your a male, for example, at again, heterosexual couple, male, couple uh, male partner, and you are not experiencing orgasms with him. You're just not. And then what so many women do, they fake it. And they pretend that it's not an issue. So imagine how much more difficult it then becomes to say years later, oftentimes years later to your partner, you know, I've never orgasmed with you. I mean, um, I understand. And by then, by then, you, the woman, are incredibly frustrated. You are very likely resentful because he didn't read your mind. He didn't intuit that you're not having as good a time as perhaps you pretended to. And he is thinking... For years, this person pretended that she mm-hmm. was having orgasms, that she wanted. Right away, the implications of that become enormous. Right. You start thinking about trust. You start you start feeling foolish. Your ego gets involved. You become upset. So think about how you can prevent that from happening. And if in the beginning, you're not experiencing, for example, just it's a good example because it just happens so frequently, you're not experiencing orgasm with your partner, then what can you do to address that? And it could be something as simple as understanding your anatomy and understanding and knowing, this is where the knowing part comes in, um, the simple fact that um, uh, 70 to 80% of women do not orgasm from intercourse. Just doesn't work that way. And this is very simply explained by your sexual anatomy, right? And understanding how do I experience orgasm and how can we bring that knowledge into our sexual experience? This is it. You fixed it. You prevented a time bomb, right? You prevented something from exploding down the road. You prevented resentment. You prevented low sexual desire. So many issues that can happen if you don't address these things from the get-go. Right, so important that I love that you said that and I and I think that you know people get caught up in this fear that if they say it you know like you said you make assumptions like if I say it this person's Mm -hmm. gonna be offended or have their feelings hurt or something and you know the the reason to say it is not only because you honor yourself and the truth of you and and taking care of your own needs but because you also 
have a chance to weed out a partner who can't go there with you. So if you ask for your needs to be met and you say, hey, I have a hard time having an orgasm through intercourse. Can you do it this way? And he says, "Uh, no, that you should be able to do that, you know, or he just doesn't receive it or respect what you need, then that's not the partner that you probably want to spend the rest of your life with. That that is so true. You know, so take it as like, this is an opportunity to learn and to weed in and weed out the people that you really want in your life. Because, you know, 20 years from now, if you keep going down this road of not having good sex, you're going to be just right, you know, right where you just said, Valeria, with that resentment and in all of the stuff built up and a lot of disconnection and not a good place to be for a relationship. Absolutely. And I want to say also, because when we've been speaking to men, I mean, I'm sorry, to women quite a lot. I want to speak to men for a moment. Mm-hmm. The truth is that men, just like women, um, labor under a huge weight of societal mm. expectations, yes. of myths. Performance pressure for men is a right. huge issue. And what happens when you live with something, you internalize it and you bring it into your relationship. And women do the same too, by the way. Um, our expectations, what sex is supposed to be like, what our bodies are supposed to look and behave like. So always remember that your male partner is coming into this with stuff of his own. So the question then becomes, is he open? Is he open? curious Mm -hmm. is he open because if you tell a partner i need you to touch me here and his reaction is don't tell me what to do Mm -hmm. this is your ticket out the door and i'm not even kidding run because if that person's (laughs) reaction is uh, because first of all he's telling you that he knows better you a person he just met better than you know yourself and the implications of that on your whole relationships are enormous but if he says you know what I'm, uh, I'm not I'm not happy about this, you know, understandable, but I'm going to I'm going to just try and find out. Let's learn together. That's mm-hmm. the person that you can work with, even if his sexual skills are not, you know, on the super high level. As long as, as he remains open and curious, this has potential. That's what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think like and maybe you can speak to this, but. You know, the way that you say it, the way that you give feedback is so important because telling somebody to do something can feel a lot different than coming at it from that air of curiosity or just like, um, you know, like maybe there's a couple of things. We're close to a break here, so we mm-hmm. might need to continue this in a minute, but yeah. just some techniques for people to gently or in a fun way ask for what they want so that it doesn't feel like they're criticizing or um you know kind of putting people off yeah we'll absolutely talk about that i have some ideas why don't we come back to that um, after the break? And uh, thank you so much. This is a great conversation. So again, you're here with Destination Love, and we are interviewing Dr. Valeria Chuba about sex. We will be back in a few minutes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest 
show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello, welcome back. We are here talking to Dr. Valeria Chuba. And uh, before we took a commercial break, we were starting to talk about um, some specific ways that people might be able to ask a partner to do something differently when they're having sex or, you know, to give them that feedback that they like it a certain way or need a certain thing. So what what can people do um, to make that uh a more receivable conversation. Absolutely. Uh, Well, I think the first thing that we need to um, acknowledge is that communication happens in layers and communication happens in stages. So when it comes to sex, you have a communication before, during, and after. So you have communication happening all, you know, at all times. Mm-hmm. So, for example, and again, it kind of it's slightly different whether you're with a completely new partner or with an existing partner, but talking about sex beforehand is always incredibly important. Some of the things that you need to talk about are um, safety, you know, health. How are you preventing pregnancy? How are you preventing STIs? Um, that's a very big, especially with a new partner. Um, talking about boundaries, talking about this is what I'd like to do. Consent. What am I consenting to? One thing mm-hmm. that people often don't understand about consent is that it is something that can be retracted at any time. So if you're doing something and you're not happy about it, you can say, you know what, I want to try something else instead of just going along with it. These are some of the things. Plus, of course, the things that give you pleasure, the things that you maybe like to try. Let's. I would love to try this fantasy or I'll, I'll love to try this new position. Again, we have this expectation that sex, because we watch so many movies, we read so many romantic novels, especially as women. I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I love a good romantic, uh, sexy romantic novel. I'm a huge, voracious reader of those. But it sort of sh- makes it appear as if sex just, awesome sex just happens. And five minutes later, she's in the throes of orgasm. And thinking about talking about it beforehand, oh, but it's not romantic. It's not... It is. There's nothing more romantic, ladies, than consent and sexual pleasure and orgasms. To me, that's that's super romantic, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I'm not saying you have to sit down there with like a list and be like, okay, this is what I want, this is what I don't want. 
Um, but you can just have a lovely, just sit down and have a cup of tea together or a glass of wine and just say, honey, I'd love for you to do this or let's try this tonight or whatever. And um, again, that's very, very important. Then during sexual activity, what's really important is directing um, your partner and letting him or her know that you're enjoying something. And also when we think about communication, we often think in terms of words, verbal communication. But in fact, your body has a language of its own. So understanding your partner's language, is he is he close to orgasm? Is he, you know, is she close to orgasm? Is she flushed? Is her breathing faster? Is she making noises? Is she grabbing my, you know, grabbing my hair or something? So all these signs, it's very important to be able to read your partner's body language. And of course, to um, direct them and say, oh, this feels so good. Can you do this more? Or please don't stop. Or can you touch me here? Or you can just take your partner's hands and put put it on the place of your body or move it in a way that you'd like it to move, right? And so these are just some of the things that you can do while you're having sex. Um, and people usually really enjoy that. They really enjoy hearing that their partner is having a good time, right? right. And then and then after sex, what I would not advise you to do is to, right after sex, ask, did you have an orgasm? Or mm. was it good for you? Mm-hmm. Because this is not sexual communication. This is you're asking for validation, right? Right. And if she, if she did not have an orgasm, she's not going to be happy when you ask her that, right? So this is, again, right. just an example. So, again, maybe afterwards, a conversation could be, again, in a neutral place, when you're both relaxed, when you're not distracted, you're just spending some time together, maybe you're giving each other a gentle massage, and you can say something like, you know, honey, I love it when you do this thing, and you do it so well, but you know what else I'd love? Is if you did this, right? Right. And what's important always is to not assume that your partner is coming from a place of um, negativity, that they're trying to, or they're they're doing it on purpose. They're not, they're being obtuse on purpose or whatever, but just from a place of that they are trying to make it better. Especially men, they really try very hard. Guys want to succeed. They want to make you happy. This is true. I, I have so many male clients who genuinely want to give their female partners pleasure, but they're confused about how. So he just maybe needs a nudge, but always pointing out something that he or she does well. And saying, I love it when you do that. You're so great at that. Um, Would you be open to trying this as well? This is just one way that you can uh, acknowledge them, appreciate them, and then ask. And finally, the best chance of getting what you want and need from someone is to offer them something they want and need as well and negotiate from there. If they feel that you're open to giving and that you're able to receive this is when things are really going to heat up. And so can you give an example of that? Just that um, conversation? Of a conversation? Well, I mean, I'm imagining just saying like, you know, what is it that you like? What, you know, can I do more of this? Or, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. To help people get more clear on what you mean with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can say, for example, I love it when you... I love it when you touch my breasts. Can you maybe, um, you know, (laughs) 
how explicit can I be here? <laughs> yeah, as explicit as you want. Like, like, like I, I love it when you touch, but maybe can you rub my nipples uh-huh. or can you maybe suck on them or lick them or something? I love your mouth. I love the way your mouth feels on me, right? Uh, yeah. Just how different is that from saying, oh my God, you never touch my breasts, right? You always grab them, right? So this is a very different way of presenting that information and saying, um, when I touch you, how's that? And then why don't you take my hand and show me how you like to be touched? And then, hey, and that could lead to another, um, you know, sexy session. But this is just for, this is one example. Or saying, you know, I I would love it if you did this and and say, well, what would you, what what do you need? What do you feel um, I could do to make this better for you? Right? So again, it could, and it could really be anything. It could really be anything because when you, the key is to open up that conversation because your partner very likely has a whole bunch of ideas and things that they're hoping that you could do, but they're holding back for the same reasons that you are holding back. So if you just say, you know what, I'd I'd love to hear from you. Um, And also they may not be able to answer right there and then, and that should be fine. Because um, also what happens is we start putting pressure. Come on, tell me, tell me. Right. But you can say, you know what? Why don't you just sit with this and uh, stay with it for a bit? Especially if your partner is more kind of an introverted type. You mm-hmm. can say, just sit with this. And then maybe we can pick it up tomorrow night with, with a glass of wine. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it really could be anything. Uh, you could be discussing anything um, that has to do with sex. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think just, I want to highlight that, you know, that if you're holding back, it's, you know, you can probably, well, again, don't make assumptions, but maybe be curious if your partner is holding back as well. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like you never know if you take the lead and, and start talking about what it is you want to talk about, you could open up this wonderful sexual relationship. So I think it's good to be courageous and have these important conversations. Absolutely. Well, I also want to tell women that for for men, for women who are in a heterosexual relationships, that for men, it's a huge turn on when you are confident and when you take charge. Mm-hmm. Women, of, um, yeah, women often have a hard time with this, but men often complain that I'm always the one initiating. Why am I always the one initiating? And look, there are reasons for this, right? But Um, they say, I would just hope that you could initiate a bit more because men, believe it or not, want to be wanted to. They want to be desired just like women do. So again, this is one of those things. This is what you could do. You could say, you know, I'd love to initiate something with you. I want to do something sexy. Tell me a little bit more about what you're thinking. And what I'm thinking, maybe we can see you know, where we're compatible. And you can discuss, you know, thoughts, ideas, you can say, and this is where having those boundaries is very helpful. You can say, you know, you have this um, fantasy, I'm not quite ready to make it happen in reality, but maybe we can watch a movie about it. Or maybe we can buy a toy and use it. You know what I mean? So again, just always remember that just because somebody expresses something to you, you're not obligated to do it right there. And then again, it's this pressure, you can negotiate And always, always check with yourself first. Oftentimes, we communicate kind of automatically. We just respond uh, because we feel the pressure to say something back. But instead, 
just, you know what, just give me a second. Let me sit with it, right? And just see how you feel, not just in your mind, but in your body. Right. How does your body feel about it? Yeah, I think that's so important. And to remember that always be checking in with that body because what you may feel one moment may be very different in the next. And especially when it comes to sex and it's, you know, going back to your talk about boundaries and safety and, you know, just knowing that it's okay to, well, it's important to listen to that and to respect that at all times. And Mm -hmm. especially if you've ever had, you know, any kind of trauma in your background um, around sexuality, like, you know, a lot of people either are very disconnected from their bodies Mm -hmm. and their sexuality because of it, or they're highly connected and, um, you know, it can go either way. So if you have that and you, especially if you haven't done any work, please do some work because it can help so much um, in your, you know, with sex, Um, you know, and when I say do some work, I mean, go to therapy, do some work on healing your trauma. Um, But disconnecting and just allowing your body to be used as a just almost as a sexual vessel in in a way um Mm -hmm. is not healthy it's not helpful and it can just you know it can create a lot of problems for you emotionally and it definitely is going to connect create some disconnect in a relationship um so if you're feeling any of that i just like to speak to people that have maybe had any of that history um, to acknowledge it, be careful with it, and do work if you need to. Absolutely. That's such a great point. And the unfortunate reality is that most women, most women have experienced some sort of sexual violence, assault, harassment in their lifetime. Right. And that is the reality that we're living with today. And so safety from that perspective is very important. That lack of safety is one of the reasons why women have such a hard time engaging in sexual relationships, especially in more casual sexual relationships, or why they feel the need to wait. It's not because we're playing games. It's because we need to feel safe. It's very fundamental. And for men, sometimes it's a bit difficult to understand because they just don't have the same experience uh, growing up. And so I think that boundaries are incredibly powerful and also understand that as a woman um, the way we're raised um, is almost on purpose kind of seems like is aimed at robbing us of our body authority from being a little girl being forced to hug someone you don't want to hug from being a younger you know an older girl being told to dress a certain way and if you don't boys won't like you and then when you barely know who you are they start Mm -hmm. noticing you and they start co-opting your body for their own enjoyment without you even knowing who you are and we go through these stages again because of the way we're socialized Right. It's so important to to be aware of that. And I feel like that could be a whole other show. Yes. But unfortunately, I hate to cut us off on that, but we are getting close to the end of the show. And I just, I want to acknowledge my gratitude to you um, for sharing this and would love to have you back on another time to go more in depth on this. So Valeria, um, how can people reach you? Um, are there different things that you offer for people to work with you? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge what you said. I really appreciate it. I had a blast talking to you. It was great. And I'm so happy to share this information with your listeners. Um, my, You can just find me on my website. It's drvaleriachuba.com. And it has all the links to my podcast, Get Sex Smart. It has links to other things, my courses and how to work with me. 
in my blog because I do write about sex as well. And one gift that I have for your listeners right now that is absolutely free, I just launched this recently. It's a five-day video course called Sex Life Reboot. And the website for it is super simple. It's Sex Life Reboot, like rebooting your computer, mm-hmm. sexliferebooter.com. And Love just it. head over there and grab your copy of the course. It's a it's a really nice five-day video course. There are short videos about 10 to 15 minutes each that cover okay. the five essential aspects of sexuality that both m- men and women struggle with. And by the way, both men and women get each own separate course. So there are two awesome. separate courses. Yes. Thank you so much. I recommend everybody go check that out. And we are going to say goodbye here today. Thank you. And again, you can find me at thelovestrategist.com. We will see you next week. Thank you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved.